and welcome to Hereabouts. My name is Molly and I'll be your host for today. Our topic for this podcast is on Diwali and its culture and traditions. And we are joined by a guest from Indian Student Association um, organization on IU's campus. So without further ado, would you two please introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, I am Suraj Mohatra, a junior at the Kelly School of Business studying finance and accounting. And for ISA, I am a social chair. So I take care of all of the fun events. Hello, everyone. My name is Isha Nell. I'm a junior here at IU, and I am pursuing a major in apparel merchandising and marketing. And for ISA, I am the PR graphic and marketing chair, which means I run the Instagram and make all the cool posters and interact with all you guys on Instagram. Great. Thank you guys for joining us today. So our first question is, what is Diwali? Sure. So uh, I can I can take a little bit of part of it and then Isha, feel free to add on. Um, Diwali is, uh, is, is literally, it literally means the celebration of light. Um, so there's a lot of stories behind it and it has to do with some religious backing from uh, like Hinduism. Um, so I'm Hindu. I grew up uh, learning all about it. Uh, the story takes place um, with uh, a specific prince, um, you know, being exiled from his place of for 14 years. And then after he basically, you know, uh, takes care and destroys his demon spirit, him, his brother and his wife come home. And in celebration of those 14 years of exile, um, everyone, you know, puts out fireworks. There's a lot of food, a lot of dancing, a lot of vibrant energy. Um, people are smiling. We leave the lights on in the house. Uh, we don't really care about energy on that day. But besides that, um, overall, it's a really, really fun event. And uh, it brings everyone together no matter where you're from or who you are. Yes. Yeah, so I am actually not Hindu, but growing up um, being Indian and growing up in an Indian household, I've had so many friends that celebrated Diwali and They've been making me feel so welcome, especially here on campus at ISA. Diwali is for everyone, every celebration is for everyone. And so usually in India, how people celebrate is they kind of, you know, make, because it's a celebration of lights, they have this thing called a deepa or like a little lantern that they light around the house. They have fireworks, they have, um, yeah. So like Serge said, no electricity um, <laughs> taken into account on, on that day. And usually the celebration is a week long and the peak celebration is uh, like the third day. But um, but some people don't really follow that either. It's just a, it's just one big party, really. <laughs> oh, OK. So it's a week <laughs> long. Are there like different traditions for each day or different roles that each day plays? Uh, I mean, Serge, I'm not quite sure. So, uh, from from what I know, all families do it a little bit differently. Um, I feel like as we're becoming more modern and we're just taking, you know, the more core message of the of the entire event, we all do it on one day. So, ISA specifically just has that one day of Diwali. Um, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of performances. So we have our Bollywood fusion team. We have our Ross team. Um, and we have our Bhangra team perform. Uh, Isha and I are actually also on the Bhangra team. So if you guys come to ISA, you'll be able to see us perform. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's basically just a really fun night. Like Isha said, you know, 
it brings everyone together no matter what. And uh, it's, it's a great way to connect with other individuals and just feel part of a vibrant community. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, so have you guys celebrated it in India or in any like other different places? And is that different from like how that celebration has been on campus? I think celebrating the Wali in India is always going to be kind of like nostalgic and kind of crazy because that's where it kind of came from. Um, so the Wali in India goes crazy. It's the whole country celebrating. The streets are filled with people and colors and uh, fireworks and everything. So some of the traditions like uh, you had asked um, before um, can include like a lot of food, a lot of sweets, a lot of colors. Um, everybody's wearing bright colors. And um, yeah, I, I would I would definitely have to say celebrating the wall in India is is a whole thing of its own. But um, we like to we, we try to emulate that as much as possible here and kind of have that community for everyone. Yeah, the United States regulations wouldn't allow us to do as many fireworks if we wanted to. Um, one story, kind of an anecdote, I uh, went back to India a few years ago and we actually hit it on Diwali, so it was perfect. And my grandpa bought $5,000 worth of fireworks. And this went on for maybe five or six days throughout. You know, you would wake up on like the fifth or sixth day of that week and people would still be doing fireworks. Fireworks going at three in the morning, they're going at seven in the morning, 10 at night. And constantly you just keep looking up and it really does feel like a festival of lights because like you just said, not everyone's not only just wearing bright colors, but you're constantly seeing, you know, the sky and the night being lit up almost like it's day. Oh my gosh. That yeah. must be a really interesting and fun sight to see. Yeah, and then underwhelming when you come back here and you want to do that many fireworks but can't. <laughs> mm -mm. Is it then like an entire night process where you just don't sleep also as well yeah or like how long does it go for uh, it really goes on for however long you want to you want it to go for really um but yeah I mean it tends to go till maybe three three four in the morning I mean yeah. when I celebrated it we stayed up pretty late just trying to get rid of all these fireworks just lighting them up con consistently over and over again yeah no, ex exactly. I think I think it, it, it goes the, the grandparents go to sleep first and then the parents leave and then who's left is just cousins. Uh, so I have a lot of memories with my cousins where what they would do is we would do all the big fireworks and then we would hide one of the really big ones when they went to sleep. And uh, there were a bunch of different types. So like in the United States, we only have specific regulations for specific ones. In India, the regulations kind of sway. It's not so much of a bigger deal, uh, but there are these things called fuljariyas, and it's basically kind of like a star shape, and you light it on two ends, and it spins really, really quickly, and then it goes in the air. So we would do those all the time, and then we would always save the tiger one for the end, and, and that would wake everyone up. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I guess that brings to me brings me to, like, a question of curiosity, but, like, once people start heading to sleep is there any way that you like stop hearing all the fireworks going off like do you guys have any methods that you use or do you just like stay up during the entire process i mean i never use anything i was i mean i i think that because it's it's something it's it's a, it's a festival that everyone embraces no one wants to shed or 
or put themselves away from it. I do know that my grandma used to get annoyed sometimes where it would be really late at night and she'd be like, why are you guys doing this? But regardless of that, I haven't heard of anyone putting earmuffs or closing their ears going to sleep. Fireworks are fireworks and they're there for a reason. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Suraj and I both the type of people that would probably be the people on the street lighting the fireworks till like six in the morning. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's also like one week out of the entire year and it's truly the day where you can light up the entire sky for like the night. And don't yeah, get me wrong, even a month after. Wait, sorry, go ahead, Isha. No, I was just going to say the whole idea of it. I think it's a really great opportunity for everyone to kind of look at um, the light and be grateful for everything because just just having the fireworks and having the lights, just like it, it's so nobody wants to be uh, nobody wants to shut it down, really, no matter how annoying it gets with the, the noise and ruckus and chaos. But it's it's like a, it's a fun type of chaos, really. Mm -hmm yeah it's like it's like fourth of july shows last for about 15 minutes and you know it's gonna last for 15 minutes so your serotonin levels kind of just like stop and they don't go over that level but for the volley it's like your serotonin levels are through the roof the entire night the entire day and what i was gonna say earlier was even a month later people will still be doing fireworks not as frequent but people will still do them and just like being a part of that and now being able to you know bring it to the states where we can share that community and that culture with everyone so everyone not only enjoys the fireworks you know from a visual sense by dancing by eating food by like you know eating sweets and there's like so, such a variety of sweets too that makes you feel just so happy um it's a pleasure and it's, it's honestly really nice that it's a part of our culture and for all of us together to enjoy together yeah that's yeah. really nice. And I'm really glad that there is like such a celebration here too on campus. Um, so you both mentioned the food part of Diwali. Are there traditional foods that you normally eat during the celebration? Um, I don't think, um, I think it's more of kind of like a, when it comes to the food really in India or just Indians in general, um, it's kind of like this Thanksgiving type thing where it's like each family has their own kind of tradition of what food they would make or what food that they that um that's really special to them. Um, but one huge thing for the Wally is is the sweets part of it. Um, we love our sweets. Um, we love sugary, um, colorful sweet things, and we love to give them to other people. So that's how. Um, I mean, at least for me, especially like I love I've. I, at least top 10 desserts in in Indian desserts um so we do a lot of sweets and um you know gifting our family sweets and stuff like that so that's one that's one thing that I do um so my family and myself like we're all huge foodies and in general um kind of like the the big staples that I'm sure most people have heard of butter chicken that's gonna be there there's gonna be a lot of quantity of that um, there's obviously going to be rice, there's going to be like naan and roti. Uh, roti is just basically another form of naan, uh, it's a little bit softer. Uh, there's most likely going to be some type of like yellow curry or yellow dal, and then some paneer as well. Usually the paneer is just mixed with like, at least for ISA, it's usually just mixed with the same uh, curry as the butter chicken. But um, for the most part, there's just, when you go to India, it's a, it's completely different. There's so much variety of food. Um, and then, like Isha said, one of the things that I wish we could do here 
uh, is like live jalebi making. So jalebi is basically That's my favorite dessert. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's uh it's a crunchy um it's a, it's a crunchy dessert where within inside it there's basically really hot syrup. So when you eat it the sugar sugar syrup and it just it tastes phenomenal. It's really bad for your health, but it's really really good. <laughs> Oh. Is that something that you can make since you guys talked, you talked about like a making of this food during Diwali? I think the, the thing, thing about Indian food and Indian desserts is that no matter how much, I mean, at least for me, how much ever I try, it's never going to ever be the same as like what I get in India or what my mom makes or my grandma makes. Um, because there's so much thought and so much like special like twists of each like chef but they you know like my mom makes it a certain way my grandma makes it a certain way but I always like my grandma's more <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah my grandma's jalebi can never be replicated and also I think jalebi is just kind of a difficult dessert to make because it's like fried in oil um, <laughs> it has to be like served hot yeah I mean, yeah, you just said it better than I could have. Like, honestly, it's, it's, uh, we could definitely do it. It wouldn't be as fantastic as our, our, our mothers and our mother's mothers, but, um, at least at ISA, we try our best to bring the best possible dessert. So we get it from a bunch of different places. We know gulab jamun, you know, at specific places are better than others. So we'll get it from there. And then jalebi and barfi as well. Um, and then another thing that's really funny that I just thought of was, uh, it's almost like your your return investment is going to be 10x when you're in Diwali because you'll give a box of like barfi and jalebi and gulab jamun to a neighbor, but then in return, you'll get like 10 more. So no matter what, you'll be stocked for the entire year with a bunch of Indian dessert and sweets. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so then going off of that, since it's not going to be the same like as ho at home, um, or like how your parents make it but are there any food places in the area in bloomington i don't know if this could go on the recording on the radio but are there any food recommendation places that you think is like this is almost on par with indian food i don't think there's anything mildly close to, <laughs> to yeah. honestly i think any indian restaurant you go to has been somewhat commercialized to kind of or standardized to fit everyone's taste. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think every restaurant I've been to, not even in Bloomington, but anywhere really has never really come close to my mom's cooking. And I think every every person can say that for their own mom, really. Yeah, um, I think the closest, if I had to give you an answer, it would only be in like major cities um, where if you find like, you know, like those typical hole in the wall restaurants where it's, you know, a normal person wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to sit here and have a great, you know, meal or whatever. It's like, okay, wait, you're venturing out to try something new. So for me, every time I go to New York, the first place I go is the Kati shop. Uh, it's, it's a hole in the wall restaurant. Huh? I love that place. <laughs> it's so good. So it's, uh, they, they make it like, they make it the way my mom would make it. And it's really, really good. A Kati roll is basically, it's roti, so kind of similar to naan with chicken inside and then some sauce. Then they wrap it up and you eat it like a burrito. And it's so tasty. The first time I went there with my parents, I got one because I wasn't feeling hungry. And then I ate three more after. So now I go in buying four knowing I'm going to eat them all. 
<laughs> Must be really good then. But when I it, do miss my mom's cooking, I, I do just try to get some Indian food here. Yeah. To, just to help me. Yeah. There's a few things you can't go wrong with. That's like tandoori chicken. Oh my god. Baby butter chicken. Like those this are the conversation is making me hungry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling the same. Wow. Then anticipating Isaiah's Diwali celebration, where are you guys getting the food? Is it catered or is it going to be like homemade maybe? <laughs> uh, we get our catering done from people who are like, uh, so in India, there's like this general term of being desi. So like we have people that know how to cook the dishes really, really well. So for the most part, it can get pretty close but like isha said it's never going to be like our moms um i wish we could have you know but all of our moms all of the isa moms in the back and the dads as well helping you know creating this entire dish but obviously because we live off campus you know it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult but we do definitely do our best to find the best things and like i said earlier you know we don't just get it from one place we get it from multiple so that we get the best of everything that we think is uh you know a representation of what we would eat yeah Um, then for your guys' celebration coming up, can you talk about, like, the details about it? Like, when it's going to be? Is it open to the public? And, like, when do tickets get on sale and people can start anticipating it? Yeah, so, um, the Diwali this year is, um, going to be open. Um, it's, um, going to be open to the public and it's going to be ticketed. Um, I'm actually working on announcing um, the dates and the kind of where it's going to be. Um, we're kind of in the process of confirming all those details. Um, but um, if everybody follows ISA on Instagram, every announcement will be updated there. Um, um, we plan on announcing the dates by probably the end or mid of next week. Um, so all the information um, will be on there. Um, it'll most likely be early November um, when it's happening, and we are looking into halls and spaces that we can kind of make the most utility out of for um, hundreds of guests, I hope, that we anticipate to have. And um, yeah, so you guys can look out for that on our Instagram. Um, announcements will go up, yeah, next week, hopefully. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what we'll have there every year gets bigger and bigger. So we're hoping it gets even bigger this year. That's why we're looking for another space than last year's uh, venue. Um, it's a lot of fun. So basically, I'll kind of explain like what happens. So everyone will come sit down. We'll talk a little bit about the volley. We have some fun games planned um, where the board kind of interacts with the crowd, uh, gets them lively, explains, you know, like why we're here and then just have fun. Everyone gets dressed up. Um, and then from there, we have performances, like I mentioned earlier, we have Ayu Janak, um, Ayu Ross, and then Husher Bhangra. Let's go, Husher! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have board dances as well. And then from there, you know, we open up the catering area, everyone grabs food. After everyone is happy and they've got that food in their system, we open up the dance floor and everyone dances until they want and they dance the night away. Wow. Night away. How late does this one go for? It goes late. Last time it went pretty late. Last time I'm pretty sure we had to leave by like maybe 12 or 1230, but we ended up staying until like 130. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I was I was in the full like Indian getup and I that doesn't stop anyone. Yeah. It doesn't stop me. <laughs> the, we heels, the heels go on the side and then the bare feet dancing starts. Yes. Yes. Mm. You pick up your skirt and you start getting on you get on the floor. Yes. Oh wow. That's so exciting. Um is there anything that you should not do on Diwali? Uh, I would obviously say, you know, uh, try to come sober. Um, I think that's one of the biggest issues is just uh, sobriety because at the end of the day, it, you know, it, it's a cultural event. Um, but no, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time where everyone just gets to dance and like relax with people and just be with each other. I don't know, Isha, do you have anything that they shouldn't do? <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything that's like... Um like so um like disrespectful i guess i think most people that come to diwali and like like to celebrate diwali um are people that actually are extremely respectful of other people's cultures because they want to celebrate with us um like me like i don't have to be you don't have to be hindu to come celebrate diwali you don't have to be indian to come celebrate diwali as long as you have kind of an appreciation respect for um, culture and like um you know different backgrounds um and obviously um if you're open to new foods the better but um yeah as long as you kind of have that um open-mindedness um we you'll have so much fun yeah that's great um is there anything else that you would like the people of bloomington or the people listening to this podcast to know about isa or diwali or any like plugs about other events also happening that you're excited about um come watch who share bungra yeah <laughs> yeah no we're, we are we are going to be hype we're gonna bring it um honestly you know i think one of the one of the things that i learned is introducing and, and just pushing yourself to learn more about other cultures helps you connect to individuals all around the world eventually we're all going to be you know working uh, in, in places with different people and different backgrounds and if you can just find some way to connect that can really take your relationship to the next level and I think that that has not only done um, done that for myself and I'm saying that to other people so that they can do the same uh, because in general you know the culture that we're bringing the vibrance that we're bringing the elegance we're bringing it's for everybody it's not just for a specific subset of people um, and like Isha said you know we have a lot of dance teams that are willing to come perform prepare and it takes hours and hours of grueling preparation in order to come and dance um and you'll just be able to see you know india is such a big place and within india there are you know hundreds of languages and within that there are hundreds of cultures that have impacted dancing so just the fact that we have only three out of maybe you know 50 different types of dances um at least everyone gets a taste of of what we want to bring and yeah and who knows? Maybe you'll find something that you really like, and maybe you want to join next semester, or next year. Join for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think I think Serge put it really well. I think, like I said earlier, open mindedness and 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 don't even worry. Like if you're not Indian or if you don't have Indian clothes, like don't worry. Just just be ready to you know have a good time. Really. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hereabouts. Asian American Midwest Radio. Hereabouts is produced by WFHB Community Radio and Indiana University's Asian Culture Center. 
We ask critical questions about identity, culture, community, and shared assumptions. We air every other Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 in the evening. Please stay tuned for our episodes in the future. This was Molly Kai, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode.